It's hard for me to talk about Lisbeth without getting a bit emotional. Lisbeth is the kind of lady I hope I can be. I met her in Kuala Lumpur when our girls were at the same school. We became friends once she started joining my spin classes and our conversations are always honest, open-hearted, non-judgmental and uplifting. In this episode, Lisbeth shares her journey with surviving breast cancer and embracing all that life can offer. At the time of our episode, Lisbeth was in another extended pandemic lockdown in Kuala Lumpur. But when you listen to her speak, you know she is happy and grateful for her life, her family and her friends. Okay, so this is quite a heartwarming episode for me, episode 20, because I am reaching out to a really dear friend in Malaysia. And this is one of my first girlfriends in Malaysia that I'm really, really missing. I miss you so much, Lisbeth. So we've got Lisbeth Helms, and um, I have invited Lisbeth to come on the podcast because part of the reason I actually got into the podcast was to interview women that also inspire me. Like I look up to, um, there's women that have gone ahead of me either in the fitness industry or in life or just there's sort of a generation age gap which I can still relate to and I really look to these women to sort of help me navigate this next stage of my life and Lisbeth you are that person to me. Oh, thank you. That's so nice of you to say. I mean, I mean, you inspired me too when you were here and I miss you so much. I met y'all like dancing together in the, the bar and you oh, know, no. <laughs> and all that. And just to see, I think that's that was what I really enjoyed uh, when I first joined the gym that you were teaching in in, in Fire Station. It was like, whoa, here is an mature adult woman and look at her she's like she's still you know rocking it she's making these classes fun and for me there was like a place to belong and I think we immediately connected on that that we might not be 20 or 30 or you know but who cares here we are sweating it out having it having fun and because we are older, a little bit older, we actually also know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Running for quite a few years. And, and um, yeah, so uh, I think that was, that was when I first met you. And, and I was on that bike in the corner. Uh, a bike that yeah, your bike that no one else yeah. is allowed to go on on Monday exactly. and Thursday. That's your bike. And if anyone rocked into the room and they went straight to your bike, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Two of us and my and my dear friend Lisa, we were and two Lisa. Of us sitting yeah. sitting there and wanting that bike, and that was actually <laughs> my first time uh, doing ride classes. I'd, I've never been on a bike. I'm a dancer and, and aerobics and all that fun stuff. And then yeah. there you were, and I I really admired you. I mean, your classes were the best classes, hands down. So I was there every week, and uh, and we um and we started talking. And yeah. And uh, I'm just, just going to rotate back a little bit because you say that you kind of met me at with Fire Station, but I actually knew you from oh. Kiara International because you would walk around the school and I was like, oh my gosh, that woman is fabulous. And we never really got to know each other back then because our kids, there was a, a bit of an age gap between yeah. our kids, our girls, maybe three, four years dif- age difference. Yeah. And so we never really kind of crossed paths at school, but I used to see you and I was like, oh, wow, she, she looks amazing. Like she's so fit and I'd like to get to know her. So when you actually came to my class, I already knew who you were. You were like, 
that's that woman I manifested my <laughs> desire to get to know her and then you walk in and look to be honest I am one of these people that doesn't instantly go to an age with someone like I don't look at them or look at their faces or bodies and sum up and go oh, I'm thinking that they're about 30 40 50 or whatever I don't do that I kind of wait until I sit in a conversation and then when I realize that I'm learning a lot from the conversation I go okay they're they're older than me you know like generally especially when it comes to life stuff right. um, but and now I have never asked you the question but like how old are you <laughs> uh, yeah, like, well, you know you know that I am over 50 because yeah. I think when when that was around your time and all that so uh I am 58, just in a minute. I was just about to swear, and I remembered I'm, I'm just trying not to swear so much because I do kind of do that a bit in the podcast. But holy moly, girl, you're looking fine. Oh, thank you. I um, It's a number, you know, and it, it's yeah. such a cliche. There's a lot of cliches out there about all these things, but it is a number, and I think uh, in you know, it's a, the same with you up here I'm not I'm not 50 <laughs> yeah right yes and here. those girls that put on a, a a great dance song and we instantly break out dancing like exactly. there's like and, nothing within us that holds us back it's like in the DNA and the mic you know yeah. mitochondria gotta do this I gotta move this song yeah. is so good and also for us a lot of the times good music is sometimes a remix <laughs> from, oh, the, from that way back right that we used to teach to some yeah. class and then it comes back as a remix and it's a banging remix but you and I know the original yeah and that's way that 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 that's what made me also so happy in your right classes is like yeah yeah here comes that song well you guys over there you might not know it but we know and, and then we get you know to sing along and 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 you put on the music and anyway and we don't care we just start dancing music makes me so happy and uh yeah and just that that just allowing yourself to be who you are and what no no limits in there it's like yeah you might have a number on it but um if you are able to do it or just go for it and and uh have fun with it and then i think it comes like you say it comes from the heart and it's it's, it's maybe it's within you or maybe i'm still childish because i, was <laughs> I asked myself the same thing am i still a child <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's one of the keys to sort of staying well is oh. just to always kind of embrace that childlike attitude it's not an immature attitude because you know when you need to step up and be the parent and be the mom and be the wife and be the friend you can, yeah. you, can you know embrace all of that but always having that kind of childlike attitude to new um unexplored untapped environments is really cool yeah. i think it's it's a good it's a positive thing to be around right absolutely it's vital i think being positive is vital yeah. yeah well you, you're definitely that to me i mean i gravitated towards you you know as we started to kind of connect after the ride classes and then i got to know a little bit more about your story and you have quite a story and i think how we like railway lines we we have a, a similar background we both yeah started teaching fitness classes from a really young age as students. And um, we we are like some of those foundation aerobics instructors, right? Yes. Um, yes. 
and now it's called group fitness or group yeah. it's been called yeah. that for a long time but we were aerobics instructors and back in the day that was like one of the best jobs you could have <laughs> it was i mean i i'm looking back and we this was in the late 80s uh yeah. into the 90s and i was like you said i was actually uh studying at university uh and that was when i started uh take, I, I was doing jazz dance and uh then this aerobics came on and i was absolutely captivated i thought it was so much fun it was a lot of hard work and it was totally different from the dancing which was sort of uh, interesting in a way intriguing and and then i went into that and i immediately in denmark i'm danish by the way so excuse me for um my uh language uh, this english is my second language by the way so okay. <laughs> i'm doing what I notice. <laughs> um and we had that wave the, the the aerobics wave and it came and they came from the us they came from los angeles and they had these workshops and i i just loved it that was my life and the music and putting remember we had to put together our own playlist oh my god with yeah. the tapes and, and uh, it was it was all the way back then yeah. and it wasn't that easy but it was a lot of fun working every day i taught classes two classes and and it, it was all that and um i did that for for a long 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 time and we were not that many we talked about that uh tracy we were like just a few of us in in the biggest studio that just opened uh ours was in Copenhagen, and i think we were 10 or 11 aerobics instructors that started the whole wave mm. and we had to work our butts off because it became such a hit very very quickly yeah. and uh, that was a big 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 part of my life i was in the studying in the dentistry uh, industry and i was gonna work at a private clinic and all that that came later so i combined the two jobs but i held on to my dear aerobics um and uh yeah that was it until one day when I decided I got a little tired of listening to my own voice. <laughs> I like hearing myself, yeah, go, go, come on, come on. And I was like, mm, I think I'll take a break. And, yeah. and that's when I took a break from it. And, um, and I never went into a room. I never did any classes. I started playing tennis and I, I wanted, you know, uh, to be a good tennis player. And I started competing in tennis and I did that for many many years until I met you <laughs> and then we took that journey back to the aerobic studio right yes yeah but um but before we met you actually had quite a life-changing experience was that maybe in your late 40s sorry I didn't I haven't got a um sort of a date range as to when things shifted for you and I think it's quite a big experience that also changes a lot about how you feel about longevity your personal wellness and what it means to be sexy in this day and age so if you're happy to share that story because this is it's, it means a lot to me, your story, because um, when we were at FIRE, we actually did um, quite a lot of charity rides and support classes in um, support of breast cancer, Breast Cancer Foundation. We did have some clients that were um, going through breast cancer and other types of cancer at the time. And um, we were able to tap into a lot of um, stories. And of course, yours was one of them. So yeah, if you're happy to share, that would be awesome. Yes, I was, um, actually I was 52 at the time. 
uh, and um, I got um, diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, I had no clue. I was in that stage uh, in my life. I was 52. I was feeling really, really fit. I was doing exactly what I always did fitness-wise. I could run, I could, I could do everything I wanted. I um, was living a healthy life. I've always been healthy. I've been vegetarian for, I mean, God knows, like 25 years. Um, not a big drinker, not a smoker. Um, yeah, there was uh, no reason except I started feeling a little bit tired, uh, tired in the sense that, but I thought it was mostly in my head and I connected it uh, with my uh, son, my uh, oldest son leaving home. So he was going to, to leave for college. And you know, as an expatriate, it's not like your first child moved down the street or to a different uh, city within your country. This is like 10,000 kilometers away. Uh, as an expatriate, we send our kids far, far away from where we are. And, and, and it hit me. And I was um, going through that phase. I was very sad and uh, um, I connected those things sort of. And also, I did not have a clue about menopause. I was not thinking about it. It, it sounds ridiculous, but you're 52 and you're just running around and you're doing your things and, and, and menopause was not a thing on my mind. <laughs> and, um, and I had regular uh, periods. Uh, so there were no signs of that, um, but I felt tired and I thought it's, and it's not good. I was crying also quite a lot and I, I didn't know what was going on. Definitely not menopausal signs. Um, I went, I thought, okay, let me get a checkup because my age, I might need some vitamins. There, there is some nutritional wise, maybe, you know, I am vegetarian and I have to look into things. And at that time I was starting gravitating to, uh, towards plant-based more as well. So I go for a normal checkup. I just go for a regular checkup. I said to my doctor, yeah, I think we need to look into my bloods and I just, everything's okay. And with that comes a mammography and I went to do that as well. Um, and then they, they call me and they say, ah, oh, we, we, we want you to come back to do a uh, ultrasound because, uh, you know, some things we can't see on the mammograph or, or we want to check further. And I was like, hmm, well, yeah, I've done that before. And then it starts getting quiet in there and it starts getting, you know, the sound of click of the buttons, they, they freeze pictures. And I was, what? And I think, um, they, they then send you through extra tests and you got told you go to biopsy and you do, and, and, and still it started slowly and creeping in. But the question on my mind was like, why? Why? What? Why does this happen? And um, eventually when I got the message, uh, what it was, and it was breast cancer, and I had um, luckily, it, I discovered it early. We discovered it early um, because I went and got a checkup. Ladies, please remember to do that. Um, and um, and I got and I got the 
unfortunately it was in the milk ducts and it was uh, sort of scattered all over and they had they told me I had to remove my breast and I was like what the whole breast I thought you you lump you take out a lump and 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 um, I realized that this was um, this was a thing and the pattern would probably show up in the other side so um, I thought about it for a second your mind is is not Present. And, and you're actually surprised that with all the scare and with the shock and everything, what you are capable of, what decisions you're capable of making. But I made the decision that I wanted to, they were going to remove the whole breast. So I said, um, you know, whatever happens in one side, I know that from studying uh, uh, physiology and, and, and all that kind of, I, I, I kind of know that whatever happens on your one side is mirrored to the other side. It, it will probably happen on the other side double mastectomy, get rid of both breasts and we take it from there. And um, and then I, you know, you keep struggling with that question and you think about um, how how can this happen when we are healthy and when and you start connecting, like I said before, the menopause, was it the menopause and, and was it me being depressed? And, and I have all these questions for the doctors and there are no, real answers so while i mean for me ever since i it took a while to digest this and I, I i had a couple of years where i wasn't really ready to talk so much about it because i was so scared myself it was taking a really long time to not being so scared um to share this because we are like in our generation and we are all these fitness women. I see them on your podcast and I see uh, them everywhere. We, we think that we are healthy and there are no signs. Yeah. And, and uh, we, need, we need to listen to our bodies and just the tiniest, tiniest thing because we know our bodies. That's why we, we can do all what we can do and we eat the way we eat or whatever. But we need to listen to those signs and then we need to go and get our checkups. Yeah, so I just want to um, sort of interrupt you here because I've learned a few things before talking to you today. And one of those things stands out for me. It was um, Dr. Rebecca Lewis, the episode 18 on HRT, the benefits yeah. of HRT, because there's been a really bad rap for a long time about yeah. women taking HRT will increase the risk of breast cancer. And actually, that's completely not true. So when you talk about a, a woman like yourself, and I know you, Elizabeth, you are so fit, so healthy. Um, you really take care of yourself. You acknowledge your stress. You practice yoga. You do meditation. I mean, you do all of these things. And you were doing a lot of that even well before yeah. this, what happened to you. And, yeah. you. and so why would someone like I, me get breast cancer, right? Yeah. You know what it is? Re Dr. Rebecca made it really clear to me. It was like, it's just like a car accident. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're the one in seven person yeah. who had the car accident. You're the yeah. one. It doesn't matter how yeah. much life there will be the one in seven risk. Yeah. Yeah. And so therefore, the most important thing that you said is even if you think you're the healthiest person on the block, you have to get your checkups. You have to be consistent, especially yeah. when we get to this 40 plus at least. You know, yeah. I, I even know women that are younger than 40 that have... Um, gone through breast cancer um so you know maybe 34 i don't know what age i'm not going to be a doctor and say hey look this is 
one that you need to start. But it's become really yeah. apparent to me that that is the most important thing we can do in our self-care regimen is yeah. to just have your regular appointments. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's, it's again, it's a, such a cliche, it's a classic as a women, as mothers, everybody else comes first. So whenever you're sick, you can't, yeah, yeah, I'm just tired. I'll just, that'll be fine. I'll get to bed early or I'll, I'll be fine tomorrow or whatever. So you don't take that time. You don't make that a, a priority. And, uh, and, and also I have friends. I will say when that happened to me, a lot of my friends secretly at that time, they didn't tell, but they, all, they rushed out and got their mammograms done. And uh, I've had, uh, even I have had a couple of friends and I still try to motivate them and push them. They say, no, no, I don't dare. I don't dare to go and get my test because I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid for the answers. And, 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 and when you're in your 50s, when you're 50 years old, go and get a checkup. There won't be something, you know, there will always be something that is not and it's nothing to be scared of. This is a chance to save your life. I mean, I, I would not be sitting here if I, or maybe, but in a different state, maybe um, if I hadn't gone and got that. You wanna know, uh, that's, that's my message. And it's nobody's fault. It's not your fault. You didn't do, I think we tend to turn things in, inwards and we ask ourselves, what did I do? What, what did I do wrong? I, thought a lot about me being, and it's probably emptiness syndrome. syndrome. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that adds, that adds stress, stress as cancer, the risk of cancer. And I, I was like, I try, I'll try not to think too much about that. I'll, and I'm a very positive, I'm born a positive person. So how could that happen to me? And it is like you said, you can overthink these things and it might not do you any good anyway. Um, so get checked and, things happen but you want to know and when you know you can do something about it yeah I mean that, that's the that's the key message here yeah. and then so you went through the treatment you had the double mastectomy so what was your recovery time and what were some of the things you were thinking as you were going through that First of all, I will say, and, 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 and that could be controversial. I know people, everybody makes their own decisions. And uh, I chose a double mastectomy. I think now afterwards, it, it was very important to me at that time as well. I did not want to wake up looking sick. I could not face my disease like that. I was like, no, 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 no. I want this to go away. And my doctors, I was a very scared patient. I was like one of these, I, I was constantly shaking. And I think uh, for me, it was very important to wake up and not having to, they kept saying to me, oh, on, on Friday, on next Friday, you'll be cancer-free, you'll be cancer-free. And I'm like, cancer-free. Oh yeah, they're taking it out. So I said, yeah, uh, do the reconstruction at the same time. So at least I don't want to, uh, wake up and, 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 and look, I would look all similar, you know, or whatever. And, and that was one thing. And, um, and I think that helps in, of course, being healthy in the first place. I mean, you come from a healthy state and then you also take care of yourself, like the feel good. You have to be able to feel as good, the best you can. And then you wake up and from then on, you're like, okay, one, one step forward every day. Uh, the surgery was very, very long, took many hours. Um, so my recovery was a bit, uh, it was a bit tough, I would say, it was tough. 
I got home with all those those things. I don't know, I was trying to walk. I could walk to my gate and back, and that's a few meters. I could walk, I would basically sit on the couch. Every day I would try to walk a little bit longer to make, you know, just feel the little achievement here. And um, I also, I also had at getting a double mastectomy, at getting that, first of all, this is no joke. It takes a long, long, long time. And, and, and my uh, drains, unfortunately, won't fill out. So I had to, I had this lump of water in my back. They take the, one of the muscles here, the um, dorsi, one of the, the smaller, and, and wrap around um, for the blood flow and, and on that side where you, where you have the cancer. And that also was a mess. If, every, every week, every two days to start with all this, this water that collected in my bag. And so it was, a, I think it was, but I think the spirit to, you know, I'm going to get well, I'm going to get well. And my doctors would say, you know, you're one of those patients that you were well to begin with, you were healthy to begin with, uh, you will, you will recover faster and you will be healthy. And I, I just, I held on to their words. And yeah, so it took a long time and I had to drop tennis uh, for quite half a year, I think, because of of, of the, the breasts and, and, and also that was, it was sore and, um, and I did a lot of uh, meditation and, and slowly started uh, more yoga as well, uh, long walks. Um, so the whole, I think the whole meditative thing kicked in for me at that time. I realized that my life was also, you know, run fast. Uh, win matches, achieve. I was, I was, I'm, I'm a competitive nature, a childish competitive in a good way. <laughs> um, but all that kind of, you know, I started walking. I'd never walked before. I walked and I looked up at the trees because I couldn't run. And I listened to the birds and I, I live in a beautiful place. I have a beautiful park to walk in and I started appreciating those things. And I also started appreciating a lot of other things that I was sort of, I think just the pace was too fast. Everything was too fast. So I managed to slow down. And the interesting part is if afterwards, when you realize, when you start learning about menopause and all these kind of things and what you should do and what you should not do, I realized this is probably what I should have been doing, you know, before mm -hmm. as well. Like, yeah, sure. It's always but, but then the problem is that no one tells us. Like no, and, and period talk at ten, but no one's giving you the menopause talk at thirty-five. And and uh, ironically, when they started investigating, when they start looking into my, and you go, then you start doing all the tests, and they look at your blood, and and I was not in menopause. Uh, right. Contrary. I had way too many estrogens. The estrogens was just having a ball and that went really, really wrong. And so I had eggs and I had, so I wasn't menopausal. I didn't have those symptoms. That was not why I was maybe sad and, and depressed and all, all, all that. Uh, and they had a really hard time in my recovery and in my treatment. I was lucky that my cancer was early enough that it hadn't spread to the lymph nodes. So I didn't have to go through chemo, but I had to go through a lot of medication and they had to try three different uh, kind of medication to bring me into menopause. I, I refused 
to go to menopause for some reason. And um, that took, a, that have taken three years before. Uh, so I had to go to a lot of um, tests and I had to keep an eye on everything else in my body. Um, so the medication, um, of course, gave me uh, the side effects. And when people are talking about the menopause, so how, what are you experienced? I have experienced it all. And because they, <laughs> they wanted to get me, <laughs> they wanted to get me into that state really, really quickly. So uh, full on, full on. And, and yeah, uh, that, that, that has been a bit tough too, but I will say with given the second chance of, of life, I mean, I think most people that have been into traumas and, 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 and thinking about death in that way, uh, it's probably easier or, or yeah. maybe you accept it, you know, uh, you accept it and you deal with it. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things that I, I remember um, when we sort of got to talking and chatting and stuff was that, was it post-surgery, like once you've recovered, you picked up yoga teacher training? I did. I will say that what I did was I took a lot of uh, workshops. Uh, I did a lot of, uh, I did smaller courses, but I was supposed to go to Bali and do the um, 200 hours uh, yoga teacher training. And I, I, I still, I'm still waiting to do that. So I'm right. still waiting for the paper, but I've done, I think I've done yoga for 12, 13 years, maybe. Um, and in and, 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 and these different, different kinds, I've tra trained with different kinds and, and um, I love it. Yeah. I, I, I just, I mean, yeah, you, it's with so many things you you have to to try it or you have to do it stick with it because I started when I was doing fast sports and, and I had a friend of mine said and she was a yogi she said you need to do this this bit trust me you need to do this in order to be able to continue doing what you're doing and what you love doing and then I I said oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'll give it a, and it was it turned out to be very good for my body and I, I experienced it's good for my body and funny enough I mean it actually makes you stronger. Yeah. And one, probably one of the highlights for me um, before I left Malaysia was spending time with you in the bar studio. And oh. I had quite feels when I talk about this, like both look at us, we're both like, ah. Um, because I think what was really awesome was like, it felt like a full circle for both of us in a yeah. way. Yeah. In the dance studio. And we went through this fitness journey and yeah. we ended up back in a dance slash fitness studio together teaching bar. Yeah, no, I know. You inspire me so much that you would block out any thoughts of, I don't think I can do this, whatever, for whatever reason, and just rock up and give it a shot. And it just, you just blow me away when you do that. That attitude is so inspiring to me and you did so well. And what was really, really special is you and your daughter would team teach. Mm, yeah. 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 No, and I think that's also something we share. First of all, I will say, I think we've got that love for dance and we got that child inside us. And then we have this attitude, who cares? I'm going to do this because I have fun with it. And, and, and then we go in there and I find that same spirited person in, in you and like, yeah. And, and, and there we are <laughs> among the youngsters or, and then there are also 
the older women that are, there are a couple of them, they have sneaked in and they think, oh, what is this? And they look at us. And I think that's also why I, I don't care in the sense that I think it's actually important that we are there and we stay there because yeah. we should invite everybody in and people should see that, uh, oh, you can be 40 or you can be 50. You can still have fun. You can still go do whatever you want. Uh, so that was really, it was so, I mean, it's like finding a sister, crazy sister that does I was just exactly the same thing. <laughs> the yeah. same thing. I, yeah. On this podcast now is just actually, you know, um, they're the fly on the wall to you and I having a good catch up and a reminisce. Yeah. <laughs> the easiest episode ever. Um, <laughs> no, but it's so much fun. And, and I also say another thing that we share is that we have daughters, young daughters, teenagers, mine is 20 in the 20 now, uh, but with a love of dance. Yeah. And uh, so I get, I got to, because of the COVID and the pandemic, my daughter was here at the time and I got to share this with her. Like, and she was like, so aside of mom that she probably hadn't seen the same, you know, I'm mom and being the wise one and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and we're very close and very connected, but I think she might have seen the side that, whoa, she can still do this. Yeah, she still got it. <laughs> and, and, and she was also inspiring me to, she said, you can do this, mom. Of course you can do this. And I'm like, yeah, I want to. Uh, and I'm so, I mean, it just shows that why holding back if you have a passion for something or mm -hmm. yeah, you know, Go for and then you find someone and, and you have also finding your people see that's another thing i think it's important here that once you get wiser you also get more picky you choose your people so you choose the people that makes you happy the people you can share something with or that just makes you feel good as well and and you feel you can contribute with something so going in in the bar studio and teach classes is it's not only because i want to have fun but i also want to give I want to give to people like so they can see you know what we approach whatever age it doesn't matter you can still you know have fun and and it's important to stay fit at the same time don't give up whatever life throws yeah. at you yeah. don't give up. you have that thing it's even in the COVID times now and and with whatever is going on here uh if you have something that makes you feel happy something that makes you feel good physically mentally inside um we're very lucky that we have that mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, and our daughters are kind of following through our footsteps but in their own journey as well jazz is already like i know amanda is um, based in bali now and um, she's doing so beautifully with her yoga i can see her mm -hmm. all over instagram <laughs> i follow your daughter on instagram she's like an instagram yogi person um which is Awesome, because that is their journey, that is their life, that is their way of reaching out to people. Yes. And same thing with my daughter, she chooses yoga over any other types of exercise they well. And I, I think it's beautiful that our girls have chosen something that's not only good for their body, which is when you and I started. Yes. Back in aerobics, it's all about doing something good for your body. Yeah. They're choosing to do something good for their body and mind and emotional state. So they have, they're leading this conversation, our daughters, and yeah. what is mental wellness? What does that look like? And what is body confidence? It's not about body shape anymore. It's about this is my body and this is how I want to be strong in my mind and my body. And our girls embrace it and I am so proud of them. It, it, this, is, this is so amazing. And I think this, this, this is a generation that is going to change a lot of things. 
Um, I'm happy that I could be an inspiration for her. And, and but she cannot. You, you, we look at our daughters now, and we look at them and say, "Wow, you are going to go out there, and you're already doing amazing things." Yeah. Um, and and instead of focusing too much, I think that's important too. Instead, instead of focusing too much to be the first one across the line, or to to be the fittest, or to also just focus on living the best life you can be healthy. And if yeah. you are healthy uh, and, and, and doing the right things, I know you've been talking about that with the different experts as well. Um, you feel empowered, you feel good. And you wake up in the morning and you have a good feeling. To me, one of the important things is that I, I kept living a healthy diet and I've gone more and more towards the plant-based diet now for the last two, three years. Um, almost 100%. And, um, oh my God, I got the energy back. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I felt like, um, of course, I'm not, um, you know, 100%. I'm, I, 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 I'm relaxed. I would say anything or everything in moderation. I eat chocolate, mm -hmm. I drink wine, I drink coffee, I, you know, but everything in, in, in moderation. Because I come from a place where I think that I will celebrate life. I have, I, I got life, I got yes. Uh, so I'm not gonna say no to a glass of red wine. I'm not yeah. gonna say no to the chocolate, but yeah. it's everything in moderation. And then the, 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 the empowerment that comes with that. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about empowerment, this is sort of like my last question for, for our conversation. Um, Today, where you're at today, and um, I know that there's still, you're in and out of lockdown in Malaysia, but I know that that doesn't affect your mind. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of things do you do today that make you feel sexy or that give you your mojo that, that you know, you get up every day and you inspire people like me? So, yeah, what makes you feel sexy? Um, if, if you take it on the exterior, if we just start very light, uh, I think it's, it's different from everyone. But back to the, 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 the mastectomy and the surgery, I think it's important to me to feel good about myself. So I want to feel well, but I also want to do that self-care. You know, I like to glam up a little bit. Why not? Uh, so, so, so uh, you know, whatever, have fun with your fashion, have fun with your hair or with, well, there's not much we can do at the moment with the hair situation, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I care about my um, appearance in, but in a creative way or having fun with it. And I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, and then, uh, of course, like I said before, I think for me to live a healthy life, like eat healthy, but have fun. Don't forget the fun part because you can easily get bored. I mean, who wants uh, to hang out with a person that just sits with a glass of water or whatever and wish that they could join a glass of wine or not? You know, you have to be that. Um, uh, so, and um yeah, I think that the positive mindset, being young at heart or whatever you call it, uh, and don't let things throw you off too much. Um, maybe the child that is within us, uh, of course, it, it gives you, I don't know, sexy is a funny word because when you say sexy, it's like, oh yeah, I think I'm something special, but sexy is- yeah, I think where I, where I go with it is like, what, what helps you retain your mojo? Your yeah. Best Right. And, and so I think sexy, yeah, people go up. Well, so like sex, I've got those <laughs> up, 
No, and I know, and I know with being women, we are not always, we are not always, I think it's getting much, much better being supportive of each other. Like if you love to dress up or you love your fashion or you love to whatever that is good for you, you show up with your eyelash extensions or whatever, good for you. If that makes you happy, if you say, do you have them? I can't, <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. But you know, you can't because the shots are shut right now. So yeah. yeah but, but, but that's the thing. And then there's the other thing, like find a routine, See, find a fitness routine or find an exercise that has been my whole life and yours as well. Uh, find something that you have fun with. Don't do it because you have to do it. You must do it. Find something that makes you, you know, enjoy what you're doing uh, and whatever that is. And also mix up your routine. So don't do the same thing every day because then it will get bored. So it's, it's sort of live the best life you can in any aspects. And don't let your age stop you. It's almost like stop thinking about how old you are. It's, it's just about go out there every morning and be you, you know. For sure. So, um, Elizabeth, you know, like, I feel like I've just had a massive injection of life and love from this conversation. You are and will continue to inspire me to live my best life. <clears throat> I'm so grateful that the listeners and the viewers are going to be able to meet you and listen to your story because I know it's so uplifting and um, I'm so grateful. Love you, babe. No, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. And and uh, I get to see your face today. I miss you a lot, Tracy. I know you will come. I know you will come over here yeah. and we'll be dancing again. Yeah. Uh, ab absolutely. So uh, that will happen. That will happen. Yeah. Hey, it's been three months and over 5,000 downloads to Sexy Aging and I couldn't be more thrilled to know that women out there are starting to get the conversations going and the information that they need to help them transition through this incredible third age. And it can be incredible. Now, we don't want to hold this information to ourselves. It's imperative that we share this with our girlfriends, with our moms, with our significant others, so that we can all get on board and understand what's going on with our bodies and our minds. It's so important to share this information. It's no longer taboo. It is a conversation that needs to be had across all walks of life, uh, from career to home life to relationships. So, so important for our mental health as well. So if you wouldn't mind sharing, subscribing, rating on Apple Podcasts, come on, be a darling, get on it and share the good news that the menopause story is here and we've got this. Let's do it, ladies.